0: Major League Baseball is finally back, which means that I'm busier than ever. As the new season gets underway, the Ringer Podcast Network has baseball fans covered with the Ringer MLB Show, another podcast I host, playing exclusively on the TuneIn app for the month of April. On top of that, the Ringer Podcast Network has partnered with TuneIn to give baseball fans a free 30-day trial of TuneIn Premium to listen to every live home call from every MLB game around the league. You can catch me and Michael Bauman on the Ringer MLB Show only on TuneIn during April. And with your premium subscription, listen to live MLB games on TuneIn too. Just go to tunein.com Ringer and subscribe. Download the TuneIn app Start listening today, tune in, your Everything Audio app. Hello and welcome to Achievement Oriented, The Ringer's video game podcast. My name is Ben Lindberg and I'm a writer for TheRinger.com. And on the other line, literally on a phone line for the first few minutes of this episode, is my co-host Jason Concepcion. Hi.
1: Hello. uh, Mass Effect gets better.
0: I'm happy to hear that. that? (laughs) Yeah, that's good.
1: I'd like to say that for everyone out there.
0: You sent me a text. You said you're you're still disappointed, but it's better.
1: But 30. It takes about like 30 hours, 25 Uh hours. And yeah. then you're like, oh, this is this is pretty
0: good. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, low barrier for entry. Just those quick yeah. first twenty-five hours. Just yeah. get those out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> so you are talking to me on a phone because you don't have internet and you don't have internet because you're in a car and you're in a car. Because you are moving across the country, you are heading west, young man. So I am exploring. I'm exploring this vast country of ours. We, we will miss you on the east coast. Not that we ever recorded this podcast in person, anyway. <laughs> but still, you'll be missed. I hope you find what you're looking for. I hope they have Nintendo Switches on every store shelf oh, out there. And that uh, is
1: a plan to, <laughs> to look at every single
0: one. Yeah, Zelda has been patched now. There's not even any frame rate issues anymore. So it's even harder. There's you ridiculous. to pretend that it's trash
1: i watched someone uh i watched my friends play it for like an hour the other day just wrapped
0: <laughs> wrapped
1: yeah. attention
0: yeah it's pretty special so couple little quick things before you drive away are you a Kingdom Hearts fan? Have you played any Kingdom Hearts?
1: A little bit. Yeah. I played um when I didn't have any idea what it was. I mean, this is like a long time ago, but I yeah. did play the first Kingdom Hearts on Xbox. Uh-huh. And I because I was absolutely confused as to what it was. <laughs> right. Like well, why are there Disney characters in a video game? I don't I didn't understand it.
0: Yeah. Well, I played the first Kingdom Hearts. I played Kingdom Hearts 2. I like those games a lot. But yeah. I wouldn't blame anyone for not knowing what it was because this series needs a title intervention. The titles yeah. in the series are totally out of control. So this week, a new Kingdom Hearts remaster came out or package came out. It's called Kingdom Hearts 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix. Yeah. It, it even <laughs> has like the, weird capitalization, like the R is capitalized, the M is capitalized in Remix. And this continues a legacy of crazy titles. And there are a lot of bad video game titles. I feel like as a rule of thumb, more than one piece of punctuation is a bad thing right. in a title. So yeah. if, if you want to go with a colon, that's that's okay. But if you start getting into plus signs, multiple decimal <laughs> points, like... This is a, a package that includes, I think, four games that have been released before, and there are a lot of weird subtitles in this series, like "Birth by Sleep." And but what's
1: like what's wrong with like Kingdom Hearts: The Ultimate Collection remastered?
0: Yeah, sure, right, something like that. <laughs> I mean, we've seen Dream Drop Distance. We've seen Kingdom Hearts three hundred fifty eight slash two. Days, yeah, and sure, <laughs> we've seen this doesn't even cl- include Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 final chapter prologue. Okay, 2.8, we can't even stick with like <laughs> multiples of 0.5 here. <laughs> I guess,
1: like, my thing is, like, if that if this was like an XCOM game, like, at least that kind of like titling matches yeah the theme and game but it's like this is a, a japanese rpg with disney characters yeah <laughs> like, is, like, why are you labeling it like this
0: i don't know and obviously we've been waiting for kingdom hearts 3 for a really long time and yeah if you add 1.5 and 2.5 it's really kingdom hearts 4 i guess but we still haven't had kingdom <laughs> hearts 3 and we just keep getting decimal points that come closer and closer to 3 so 2.8 it's crazy. Anyway, I like this series and I hope the actual three comes out at some I'm point. I won't even try. <laughs> yeah.
1: Between this and Persona 5, I may never be able to do anything else in my life.
0: I know. It's a
1: 100 hour game, Persona 5, <laughs> that I'm about to embark upon.
0: It's a problem. And lastly, yeah. we don't do a lot of looking ahead to games that are far away on this podcast just because we have our hands full with games that we are actually currently playing. But Destiny 2 was announced it's coming hey. in September. You and I have poured a lot of time into Destiny. Too much time. Too friend. much time. And I just want to ask is there a number one thing on your wish list? Is there do you have hopes and dreams for Destiny 2?
1: Uh just less grindy i guess that's what you say about every rpg style game uh-huh. um, you know destiny the first destiny was interesting because it's like i never i hated the game 85 percent of the time yeah. and it, that was to get to the 15 percent that i really loved yes doing. like the raids are great mm-hmm. um all, all the kind of like group stuff anything having to do with raids and nightfall stuff was incredible yeah and i just hated like everything else that you needed to do in order to be like light level enough to get there i hope they make i hope they smooth that out a little bit i have talked about this before but like the quest for the legendary sword is one of the worst quests in video games like (laughs) in video game history Uh like ever it took me like three days whatever that's what turned me off forever so i hope there's less farming less grinding and more of the good stuff
0: yeah, I just want to feel less self-loathing when I play Destiny yeah. in the future, I think. Like, the core yeah. shooting mechanic is fun. That's why I just sort of mindlessly played Destiny for many hours. But I'm not yeah. motivated by loot in video games generally. I'm pretty materialistic in real life, but in video games, I don't <laughs> care that much about getting the best drop or whatever. I just I want to play because the gameplay oh, is I fun or because the story is fun and Destiny did not deliver drops, in the story department. So,
1: Ben, I love drops. I love purple drops. I love yellow <laughs> drops. Give me those. Give me those gold drops. <laughs> I want that good stuff.
0: All right. Well, we have different reasons for playing Destiny, it sounds like, but we're we're both looking forward to it. All right. So we're doing a sort of sports-themed episode today on my other podcast, The Ringer MLB Show. I did an interview this week about MLB The Show 17, which came out this week. So if you're interested in that game or baseball video games, you can check that out. But on this show, one of the things we want to do more often, I think, is talk to people From other walks of life who are gamers and are interested in this world, but maybe don't get an opportunity to talk about it. And so we're going to do an athlete episode today. So later in the show, we're going to talk to Ryan Blaney, who's a NASCAR driver and also an avid gamer. But first, we have another guest to bring in. So I'm going to let you drive away. You will get to Los Angeles safely, and we will bring in our first guest. So we are joined now by Minnesota Twins pitcher and avid gamer slash streamer Trevor May. And when I contacted him to set up this interview, I thought it would be a lighthearted chat. Trevor's coming off a season when he led the Twins by a lot in strikeout rate and hopes were high and the season was about to start and it was optimism and opening day. And then injury struck. And now we are currently talking to him, what, in a cast, in a sling? What are you working with right now?
2: Yeah, I'm in a uh, a soft cast with a very large RoboCop-looking uh, bra- arm brace. And I also <laughs> have my swollen left knee that's all wrapped up Then I can barely walk. Yeah. Um, because I was one of those guys that had to have my replacement tendon taken out of my knee and not my wrist. So um, <laughs> just generally happy is where i'm
0: at right now (laughs) yeah so for gamers who are listening who are not big baseball fans you had tommy john surgery which is a fairly common but still pretty devastating injury that pitchers suffer. And it means that a ligament tore in your elbow, you have to replace it with one from elsewhere in your body, in your case, your knee. And it basically means that you have to take a year off and do a lot of rehab and hopefully be back at full strength next year. But it still, I'm sure, is pretty upsetting to be that close to the season starting and then to find out that it's not going to
2: start. Yeah. um, The word I've used that a lot of people have kind of identified with major buzzkill. Um, <laughs> last year, I, I went on and off the DL for kind of, uh, for a long time, unknown back problems that that kind of manifested themselves as a PARS defect, which is some overdevelopment of some back muscles. I had that problem a lot, I think, where I overdeveloped parts of my body because of uh, how hard I work them. So, um, mm-hmm. caused a little bit of a stress reaction one of my vertebrae kind of over and over and over again. So I went home this off season. I devoted myself to kind of a new program that's based in yoga and Pilates. And I completely fixed it, came in spring feeling better than I felt in a long time. Balls coming out of my hand really, really well. And I uh, was competing for a spot that it felt like I was in the front running to win. So, uh, yeah, it, it was a tough blow. There was i uh, I'm usually not a guy who wallows for too long, but, uh, you know, there was a good 48 hours of feeling bad for myself there. But that said, there's silver linings to, uh, to everything I think. And, uh having a year to kind of stay off your feet and, and recharge some of the things that you're not able to do with seasons happening every year. Uh, it's kind of a, you wish you didn't have to do it, but um, if you're going to have to, I'm going to make the most of the 12 months I have here to uh, to get myself fully, fully ready and perfect for when I get back out there, that everything will go right for me.
3: let talk about your relationship with uh, Luminosity. How would you describe your, um, what you do with Luminosity?
2: Well, uh, I've, been talking to steve uh the ceo over there for since i actually started really streaming um this all kind of became a passion of mine very very quickly when i discovered how uh, easy and how how it aligned with kind of what things i'm passionate about so uh you know and he re- he reached out it was it was a twitter a twitter connection i, I was looking for honestly i was looking for other uh, athletes that also streamed to kind of you know get advice or just how they built their streams because we have a little bit. We we can approach it a little bit differently, uh, you know. With with kind of the the biggest difference is when you have another brand that you're representing, your uh, your personality can't sometimes fully come out. Um, but uh, so just trying to learn about those things. And he reached out and he, he he asked if I was ever interested in you know being a part of something like that, or or being a part, you know, maybe as an investor or uh, as as a uh, brand ambassador or something like that. And I was first of all floored because i already knew who luminosity was this was when, in one overwatch was just getting big and the pro scene was starting to take off and they had one of the the tier one teams there at the beginning playing in in the bigger tournament so i knew who they were uh seagull was on the team and i was watching him quite a yeah. bit too just to like learn the game so they they were kind of already in the forefront of my mind so it was kind of a cool thing and uh we just kind of kept in contact and tried to figure figure out ways that I could be be involved. That's the first thing I, I did when I talked to him. Was just was very clear on uh, that the uh, the esports and the the gaming world is something that uh, that I want to take a very very active role in in a lot of different capacities. And uh, but as of right now, my my role is as a brand ambassador, kind of uh, bringing those those two kind of uh, the the traditional sports fans and the esports fans uh, kind of those worlds together a little bit more. Um, and I know there's a lot of athletes that are kind of starting to make that plunge where they either, you know, start their own professional team that they own or, or putting together, uh, you know, things like that. So I, and I know there's a lot of athletes doing that now. So, you know, the more of us there are kind of becoming that glue, I think it's good for both sides. So in, in my opinion, esports is, it's in its infancy, like baseball was in the early 1900s, you know, you never know, you know, where it could go. So that's right. uh, the future to me. And I'm really excited to be a part of luminosity and, uh, you know, maybe in the future become a more of a, more of a financial role. But uh, as of right now, it's just a streamer and a brand ambassador.
0: And when you went looking for other athletes to do this, did you find many, at least specifically with games or esports streaming? Are there many others out there? Because as you mentioned, there are a lot of investors or athletes who own teams or former athletes who own teams, but it seems less common to have people in your situation who are active players and are
2: also active gamers in this way yeah um uh, there are less that's for sure and i have found a couple uh you know i'm sure you guys know kyle long was a big player and i met him uh through steve because uh they already they they know each other pretty well too so kyle long with the bears uh hunter pence it does a lot of uh streaming i don't know if he's streaming much lately i do know he does um other you know streaming type like he's getting pretty active on youtube and i know his wife is very active on youtube too and has her own uh brand there too so uh, i know he's doing things like that and i have a couple players chris herman who i used to uh i played with with the twins and he's a catcher with the uh arizona diamondbacks now he's he's a very very good console fps player and there's a lot of good baseball players that play like call of duty halo destiny those type of games so i've i've actually started to get some people just kind of talking to me a, about it more and you know, I play all the time. I wanna, I wanna learn how to like stream or, you know, whatever. And uh, for me, I'm just like, hey, guys. Anytime you guys want to play any games, you guys want to set up your streams, I'll help <laughs> you do it because I'm looking for a squad to play with. I'm, I feel like I'm solo queuing way too much.
3: You've been playing a lot of Overwatch, which is uh, certainly one of my favorite games to watch streamed and to play over the last uh, since certainly since it's been released. I'm trying to get ben into it. Seems like you play mostly support, which uh, you're doing God's work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh what's uh, what do you enjoy about about uh, streaming Overwatch and I I'm sorry that you have to solo queue so much.
2: Oh, uh, I mean, I actually enjoy solo queuing a lot because you just get to meet the new people and and, and in all honesty, I'm a, I'm a guy who's every day I'm trying to get a little bit better at something and uh and I've kind of applied trying to become a more patient person to uh to Overwatch. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> So every time I get really triggered, I just try to be like, "Oh, we're practicing. We're just practicing being patient with our teammates and and saying what we want before we get mad about it." So, but I I love what I love about Overwatch is one, it's a MOBA and a first person shooter. Two, my two favorite games combined. Um, I I think I know TF two was along those lines too, but um, no one's really done anything like this until this. So it it was uh, it kind of just spoke to me with the everyone does different stuff, so you can like special you can learn a specialty so i'm like oh cool there's one way i can go and i can get really good at it and that would kind of make me distinctive from other players so i would have a role a lot of times that comes down to me being a support because one no one wants to do it and everyone you always need one and no one will ever get mad at you for picking a support Never, And, uh, never. (laughs) and there's a whole range of characters within the supports that you can continue to play support the whole time but fill different roles as in like I'm I'm not very highly ranked. I mean, I was only in I was in low diamond last season, but I was found my when we had problems. It was just a lot of times it was lack of people finishing as DPS. So yeah, I became a Zen main uh, so that I could add that little extra damage and it usually turned games around. So that that was without me actually having to be a damage and being all on my shoulders. I I could I could help with that a little bit. So I, I play Zen quite a bit now, but uh, Lucio is about to become my guy again because of his his buffs
0: is there any carryover at all between your baseball background and competing in esports whether psychologically or coordination wise or mental prep or anything does it feel at all analogous or do you just feel like you're doing two completely separate activities when you're pitching and playing
2: it's it's 100 i'd say there's so many parallels that it's it's people don't even realize To be honest uh, you break it down to its its basics it's it's you're competing in a game and you're trying to execute what you're supposed to be doing in within the game and one just happens to be on a computer screen one's in real life so Mm -hmm. uh, one's of course based more probably more on physical ability and and but that doesn't make it any less that doesn't make the the need for um coordination or communication or having a game plan any less so Um, Like I I've actually listened in on a couple uh, uh, scrims and and watched because some guys stream their scrims. Um, I know Man of Snow has his team and he likes to broadcast their practices so you can see kind of what they're trying to do, which is really cool. That's why I like watching him a lot. But uh, just you listen to communication and it's very, very close to kind of like how they pre-learn the maps and and what what a team they were playing likes to do in certain situations so they can defend against it I mean, it's just, baseball's the same way man you know who's gonna bunt you know who's gonna who, who's gonna try to steal who's gonna um what kind of crazy plays and who who's gonna be up to bat when they're doing them you know all all that kind of stuff it's we we have to know all that stuff too and just like in football with the playbook i mean you got to know your opponent you got to know yourself and uh i think the really 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 good overwatch teams or esports teams in general do those things the best i think that uh anyone who's played says if their team communicates really well and kind of knows each other the best, they're probably pretty successful um, regardless of, of the talent gap between them and the other team.
0: Yeah. Do you find that that plays even more of a role in a MOBA or a game like Overwatch than it would in baseball? I mean, in baseball, obviously you you're working with your catcher, you're, you have your defense behind you, you have your coaches. So there is input obviously from teammates, but to a larger degree than a lot of sports, I think you're doing your own thing and that thing would work roughly as well, no matter where you are. Obviously, things like chemistry and the clubhouse and that rapport are important, but maybe less so than a game like basketball, for instance, and maybe less so than a game like Overwatch.
2: Is that true in your experience? Oh, absolutely. I mean, basketball is definitely in real time. Mm-hmm. Uh, changes, things, Circumstances can change in a split second baseball is definitely a you set up between each pitch and something happens and then there's a downtime just like football between plays mm-hmm. so yeah I, I would definitely say i would liken it to to basketball more than anything uh especially in overwatch but then there's uh I'm trying to think of you know actually pretty much all esports sports games are much more go out for the round and you kind of just gotta go <laughs> similar to soccer too when the when the uh the clock's running and and you just gotta score as much as you can uh there's not a lot of time to kind of set yourself up. So I'd say communication is much more important. And uh, I think that young kids, and that's why it's 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 unique. I think esports is unique because there's so many guys who are pros and they're like 17, right? And they haven't like had a lot of experience maybe in those situations where communication's super important and, and on a huge stage. So you kind of see where the, just like it's something I try to tell young guys in baseball when they're coming up, just like, your ability to 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 focus on a moment to moment basis and your ability to communicate what you're what you're looking for and what you're trying to do, is super important. And I think that the kids that play games and do those things the best also have the most success. So I think that translates perfectly from physical sports to
0: esports. Mm-hmm. So we have a a pretty good sense of the timetable for Tommy John rehab, and I know you're going to be documenting that online, but. What is the timetable for gaming rehab? When can you pick up a <laughs> controller at, at full strength again?
2: Uh, well, for the first month here, I am going to be in and out of this brace kind of just we're getting full mobility in my arm. So I would say where I'd be the most comfortable, like moving a mouse around and being like normal uh, would be after this brace comes off full time and and I'm in full motion. So mm-hmm. I would say four weeks, but like today for example later I'm, when I do my stream I'm going to play uh I'm playing Hearthstone with my left hand on the mouse
0: <laughs> <laughs> so like I I'm, I'm not going to take
2: the I, it's another game that I'm just going to now I'm just going to dive into that one for a couple of weeks and see how good do I can get Do you have decks and
3: stuff? Do you have cards? Oh, I got
2: oh I got dude I have so many <laughs> uh, we I had a buddy play with me two years ago um, and and when we would pitch poorly <laughs> and we were like traveling that day, we'd be on yeah. the plane and we'd get Wi-Fi on the plane and we'd be like, I feel bad. I think I'm going to buy 50 bucks worth of decks. <laughs> so uh, opening packs would get rid of that uh, feel bad. It was a, kind of a, our, our vice there for a bit. So I did that a few times and now I have quite yes. a few decks. <laughs>
0: so I'm kind of curious about the reception to this almost second career you have, or certainly dedicated hobby, because fans often, I think, have unreasonable demands of athletes who play for their teams. They kind of expect them to be automatons and just be devoted to their sport full time. And of course, no one actually is, but your hobby is public in a way that many people's aren't. So do you get any pushback from people? Like, are you anticipating, you know, you're, you're coming back from this injury. So people aren't going to see you pitching. They're going to see you playing games. Are you bracing yourself for fan feedback about, you know, like, why aren't you on the mound? Why are you wasting time playing video games? And, and is there any of that resistance from old school baseball people who might not understand this sort of side occupation you have and might question whether it, takes away from your dedication to baseball in some way
2: well there used to be a time where I was worried about that to be honest Um, Mm -hmm. but uh, I'm past it I think that uh, I've spent a lot of time thinking about what I kind of want to do or what makes me happy in my life to be honest Uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, you're a DJ too I'm a DJ too. Yeah. Uh, I do produce my own music. I haven't produced much because gaming takes the most of it, but, uh, um, maybe I'll do a little bit of that too. Uh, when I'm, when I'm down here, I, I've already expected the, Hey, you know, I can't believe video games gave you Tommy John, like some stuff like that. I've already anticipated (laughs) that happening. And, but in in, in the reality is things make me happy. And I know what's going to, what's going to be a detriment to me in my number one career, which is baseball, which I'm fully dedicated to. And, uh, and I cannot wait to get back on the mound. And, and this whole offseason, I, I built my stream a lot this offseason, but you know, I just didn't, I didn't have a camera on me for the four hours before the stream where I was at the gym getting ready. So, and maybe I'll just start doing that. Yeah, you know? Twitch, had, Twitch has the, <laughs>
3: the, the, the life IRL option now. IRL. Yeah, <laughs> so
2: I, I've already just, I'm already going to do a vlog because I'm actually trying to build a YouTube channel anyway. So uh, a vlog about kind of week by week what I'm doing for rehab because I think a lot of people don't really know. They kind of know, but the, they read articles about where rehab or for where Tommy John is. But, you know, it might be nice to give like a little insight into it. So honestly, I'm just it's something I, I enjoy doing. I, I enjoy the social media aspect of kind of being a baseball player. Um, I enjoy the streaming. I think it's something that I, I'm, I've kind of taken to naturally. I do like I, I've been told several times that I should get into broadcasting when I'm done playing and things of the voice, the low voice, yeah. but uh <laughs> all of the it's all something that I'm interested in. I enjoy doing it and I've kind of just embraced it. So you know I'm I'm gonna move forward and I'm of course if if they're like, hey, do not grab a controller for six weeks, I won't grab a controller for six weeks. Yeah. It's not that hard. I can do other things. But uh you know I'm gonna listen to my doctors and that is my number one priority of course as it always has been and it will be until the day I can't play anymore. But you know, that's, that's not to say that when I do have my downtime and I've done my work for the day and, uh, and it's, it's, I'm cleared to do it and it won't hurt me in any way then I will, I will continue to do my stream thing. And, but like I said, for the next month, I'm going to get a little bit creative playing some, playing some more uh, strategy games or something that you only need the keyboard in your left hand for things like that. So we'll see. Right. And watching your wife play Zelda. With oh indie. my goodness. She right. not, she played for
0: 10 hours yeah, two days ago. Listen, that's yep. incredible. Yeah, my fiance went 12 on Saturday and she told me not to tell anyone. And I just told everyone. (laughs) So I couldn't help it. I'm proud. So. Lastly, you didn't ask for this downtime. you didn't want this downtime, but you've got it and you mentioned to me that you've put together a a bucket list of sorts for things you want to accomplish in your year of rehab, and maybe you've touched on some already, but you said there are some gaming related goals you have, so what are the achievements you're hoping to
2: unlock here in the next year or so? Well, I'd like to build a uh big uh twitch community and i have numbers in mind but i i don't want to just start throwing things out because you know how those things go there's <laughs> they either blow up or they don't but uh i want to i want to build up my twitch community quite a bit i want to raise at least ten thousand dollars for extra life this year um mm-hmm. via twitch that's a couple of them uh i want to uh i want to play 40 new games this year Oof. um and that's a lot uh yeah i, I understand that but uh you know, you can go, you can, you can get in the depths of the, the humble bundles in the, uh, the steam there and you can oh, find yeah. some weird stuff. That's fun. Very so, easily. you know, that's, that's another goal of mine. And even non, non-baseball, I want to read 40 books this year. I do. I make that goal every year though, <laughs> but I, I, I'm a very goal oriented guy and I set really large numbers for a lot of things I do, but, uh, you know, that's just a couple of the things I'd like to do. It's all written down but of course that's across the room and i can't walk very well right now so <laughs> yeah um but i guess i'll leave it at that those are a couple of the things i want to do but uh i think i think playing the new games and those are 40 the 40 games is like on stream i would like to uh kind of maybe even make it a weekly uh a week a day every week where i play something new and uh you know maybe the the viewership and the subs pick it mm-hmm. something like that you know and, and involve it in that way have special events and things we do and I've already started doing the gig, constant giveaways and things, trying to, because well, that's something I see in the most successful uh, channels is they're very organized and they're, they're consistent. So um, I have that opportunity now. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let us help you plug your presences. Where can people find you? All right. You can find me on Twitch at uh, uh, twitch.tv forward slash I am Trevor May. You can find me on YouTube at exact same name. I am Trevor May on YouTube. And on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TrevMay65. All right. Well, you are
0: single-handedly reversing the reputation of athletes <laughs> being boring on social media. So we appreciate awesome. that. Yeah, yeah no <laughs> All right. Well, good, good luck with yeah, getting good luck to better <laughs> in gaming and baseball. And uh, hopefully we will see you on a mound in not too long and on Twitch before that. All right. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks, Trevor. All right, we'll be right back with NASCAR driver slash gamer Ryan Blaney. As I mentioned earlier, Major League Baseball is finally back, sadly without Trevor May. But as the new season gets underway, my other podcast, The Ringer MLB Show, has you covered, playing exclusively on the TuneIn app for the month of April. On top of that, The Ringer Podcast Network has partnered with TuneIn to give baseball fans a free 30-day trial of TuneIn Premium to listen to every live home call from every MLB game around the league. You can catch The Ringer MLB Show twice a week, only on TuneIn during April, and with your premium subscription, listen to live MLB games on TuneIn. Just go to TuneIn.com Ringer and subscribe. Then download the TuneIn app and start listening today. TuneIn, your everything audio app. Right, we are back now with Ryan Blaney, who is a NASCAR driver slash devoted gamer slash podcaster. Hi, Ryan. Hey, how are you guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So we had Mark Ingram from the Saints on last year, and we were asking him about how he fits gaming into his schedule. And just looking through your tweets, I know that you had the Daytona 500 last month. You finished second, which is excellent. And you tweeted something about how you had barely slept for those two days. So for people who don't know, can you kind of give us a sense of the NASCAR schedule? Because like football, I gather it is slanted toward the end of the week. And I'm guessing your your gaming time comes earlier in the week.
4: Yeah, exactly. So so our season is is from uh mid February to November. Uh, and it's it's thirty six weekends that we race. So that's from Thursday to Sunday. So it's it's definitely a, a very long schedule and a, a very time consuming schedule. But so yeah, early in the week like Sunday nights if I get home early enough or or Mondays to Wednesdays I'll game pretty hard at my house play whatever I'm I'm hooked on at the moment but even during the weekend like we have some downtime from practicing and and late at night so I have a I have an Xbox at home but I have a PS4 on my bus so I I have my motorhome so I kind of go back and forth between consoles just because I kind of like seeing the differences between them but uh, I try to work it in as much as I can on the weekends, but um, during the week is when I get the majority uh, of my gaming done for sure.
3: What are you playing right now? What's the what's the uh, go to in either console? I've been heavy
4: on uh, the new Resident Evil game. Nice. Uh, that, that's been a, dude, it's, it's terrified me. Like, yeah. like, the beginning, I was terrified. Awesome game. I've always liked the Resident Evil franchise, um, whether it's the movies or the games. They're a little bit different, each of them, but I, I love this new one that they came out with. It was brilliant. Like I said, it was terrifying. So that's what I play at home. On the weekends, uh, on my PlayStation, I've I've really been into uh, Sniper Elite Four. Uh, the nice. new one came out, and it's, it's it's pretty good. It's the first Sniper Elite I've played, and and uh, I've really enjoyed playing it. So between that and I play a lot of MLB uh, the show too on on my PlayStation. So, but Sniper Elite has definitely been taking up a lot of my
3: time on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Talk talk Ben into Resident Evil Seven because he's terrified <laughs> of survival horror games.
4: Dude, you, you got to do it. You have to try it out. But like, the, so the thing is though, I gotta play with friends like I can't play by myself because it's that terrifying like and you have to play at night with the lights out like you can't play in the day or with the lights (laughs) on so you have to set the mood but you got to make sure you have at least two buddies with you when you're playing this game (laughs) because it'll make you feel safe the thing that
3: gets me about that game is the sound like if you have a good sound system you play with headphones just the sounds of like rain and a, a house creaking and settling in different ways is like that's enough for me to be like okay i gotta yeah i gotta
4: take a break for 30 seconds crazy yeah so my (laughs) my house i have surround sound so i feel like something's always behind me and i'm gonna get attacked so that's worse to play in but uh the effects they had in that game like you said the sound effects is is unreal just like I said rain or the house creaking or or someone walk in here and footsteps it's uh it's unreal it was as uh, they definitely did a great job of making that
0: so you do at least two things i don't do you play scary video games and you drive cars which is a thing i don't do either <laughs> which is a a long story but mostly has to do with the fact that i grew up in manhattan and have always lived here and have never needed or wanted a car and so that's how that came about so do you drive often in video games? Like, will you play, I guess the most recent NASCAR game is NASCAR Heat Evolution or just the regular NASCAR series before that? Will you do that? Because I know that some baseball players play the show and football players play Madden. Do you enjoy the virtual representation of your real life day job or do you steer, no pun intended, away from that because it's what (laughs) you do all the time?
4: It depends, really. Um, I'm not huge into like racing video games because I do that a lot and and I, I tend to critique too much of, about the uh-huh. video game because I drive cars for a living. So uh, yeah. I tend to critique too much. So I, I, I will play them. Like the new NASCAR heat game is, is pretty good. They did a good job making it. And I know they're coming out with a lot of for sport. Uh, that'll make it a lot better. But it's definitely something that I, I don't do very often. I, I like to kind of dabble in the, like I said, the scary games or other, other sport games I'm a fan of. Really, the only other sport games I'm a fan of is uh, the show and 2K for basketball. I, I'm terrible at Madden awful uh-huh. but um yeah I, I just don't play a lot of racing games because I, mm-hmm. I think i do it so much and and uh, i'm always criticizing
3: since you're a driver and you and you can't help but critique driving in other mediums i know you're a huge star wars fan you're on record as having phantom menace as your favorite star wars movie wow um,
4: yeah which, I, have a, I have a good point for that though yeah i have a, <laughs> okay. a really good argument for that
3: I'll, I'll let you get to the argument. Could you critique uh, Anakin's pod racing skills first, and then we can talk about why that's, the, why that's the, your favorite movie?
4: Yeah. Uh, so, as a kid, okay, I'll talk about his pod race. Uh So, I thought he was a great pod racer. Uh, he did well.
3: <laughs> I mean, he's a
4: little kid. He's going up against these I mean, gold. yeah, that's, but, uh, that's legit. Uh, that's impressive. That's impressive. But, uh, okay, so why I think Phantom Menace is my favorite. There's multiple reasons one i grew up when i was a when i was a kid i grew up that that was the one that came out when i was a little kid so that that wouldn't mm-hmm. just fit up to me cuz it was my time period uh, mm-hmm. and two hey you guys you got to admit it has one of the two
0: one of the best lightsaber battle scenes
3: Okay, yeah the whole franchise yeah that's that's yes, true. Yeah,
0: thank you and and like it's that, very well that, positioned in the yeah. movie, like yeah. I remember I'm a little bit older than you, but not so old that I couldn't enjoy it in the moment, and that's the key is that the lightsaber battle is certainly the best in Star Wars up to that point. The score obviously yeah. during that scene is amazing, and so I kept leaving the theater on that high note, and then going back for more. And the rest of the movie doesn't quite measure up to the final battle, I don't think, but it definitely leaves you wanting to see the movie again.
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, Darth Maul is like one of my favorite characters, and that that scene makes the movie. You know, I agree. Jar Jar is the worst character they ever made ever, <laughs> but he definitely brings the movie down. But that that lightsaber battle, man, that's like that's what makes that movie. So that's why I'm a fan.
0: Is there any cheating that goes on in a NASCAR race like would go on in Star Wars Pod Racer or in the movie where? Whoever it is, and Gasgano was the the main adversary in the, the pod race or like Dunbolt or something. And they're like throwing stuff into the capacitor, yeah. like things between the pod racing engines. Like, is any of that ever going on in NASCAR or is it completely above board?
4: No, that, yeah, there's, there's really none of that in NASCAR. L- luckily, thankfully, there's none of that stuff going on mm-hmm. that'd be that'd be bad but uh there's no sebulba equivalent sebulba was terrible he was a really dirty guy so we don't we don't have anyone like <laughs> sebulba in nascar so that's good um we haven't gotten to that level yet we haven't we haven't gotten to there so we might mm-hmm. eventually but uh there's no one like that right now which is nice do you have a favorite star wars video game yeah there's a couple so battlefront was good Right, Star Wars yeah. Battlefront was all right. I really wish there was a story mode. Uh, yes, that would be well, yeah. very cool. Battlefront
0: Two. I think they're coming out with that, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: that part I liked. And honestly, a game I really enjoyed was the Force Unleashed, both one and two.
3: Yeah,
4: mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed those games. I thought they're a little repetitive, but I, I thought there was a it was a pretty good game. So I heard I was on the internet the other day, and I heard they were developing a Darth Maul game, and it got shut down. You guys heard about yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, terrible. How can you do that? But. Uh,
0: <laughs> Those those two games I feel like um, are, are my are probably the top two in my opinion. Do you have a favorite video game vehicle? I don't know, not necessarily a, a car or something that you drive, but I don't know if, if maybe the simulation aspects of an Escar game are hard to match up with your actual experience. Maybe the the further away from trying to mimic real life, the more interesting to you. Like if it's a very arcadey game that's not going for realism, maybe you'd prefer yeah. that more to the kind of Gran Turismo Forza style of, of simulation.
4: One one vehicle vehicle is actually plural that that I really enjoyed as a as a kid and still do, really because it was like one of the first video games I played. Was the warthog and ghosts in Halo? Nice. Uh, those, yeah. those are like really. I don't know why they stood out to me whenever you guys asked that because it was like the first huge video game I really really got into, and uh, driving those things were just a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. that those two those stand out to me for sure as some of the coolest vehicles and games.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Halo. Halo was really. I remember the first time I played that game, I was like, Oh wait, you can drive stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. it, yeah. I mean, it was like it, exactly. it, it really it, you'd never really seen that in a uh, in a shooter before and it just completely changed the game yeah so good and then
4: you got people that can ride with you too you got a passenger yeah. and you got a gunny It's yes. like holy dang there's there's people that can <laughs> ride with me on this yeah. stuff
3: it's something that happens to me when i'm like if i'm playing gta or something or any game that that has driving if i then go directly into a vehicle it fucks me up does that ever happen to you Like if I play GTA and then have to go on an errand and get in a car, I have to be like, okay, don't, I can't just go 95 (laughs) and blow like every red light. And then,
4: and then be sick of your car and steal another one. Yeah. (laughs) right. Um, Right. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't really get like that very much playing games. I'll tell you what really messed me up is like, so after we finish a race and we have to drive to the airport or drive home, uh, I'll catch myself (laughs) going like a hundred and like, I don't notice it because we've been going 200 the whole race and it just feels slow to me. So I have to really back off. That part is is very confusing to me. Yeah.
0: NASCAR drivers should have their own speed limits that just apply to you because you are yeah. you train at higher speeds. You shouldn't be bound by the same speeds as, as everyone else. Exactly. I've lobbied that. this.
4: I've, I have this idea. <laughs> you have a special license that you can go any speed you want yeah. and you just can't get in trouble for it unless you're – wrecking people but uh i think we <laughs> should make that happen
3: i was asking ben uh, the fastest he's ever driven a car and he, he told me it was thirty three oh. oh for people <laughs> like myself and and ben what's it like to drive 200 miles an hour like what is what physically do you feel it's a little
4: bit different it's hard for me to describe because i've been i've been doing it for you know, sure. so
3: long i've been racing my whole
4: life but um it's a little bit different so like when we're in a pack of cars and we're all going 200 miles an hour. It doesn't feel like you're going that fast just because there's everyone else is going that fast. Right. So like on am like on the highway, if everyone's going 80 or 90, you don't realize you're going that fast just because everyone's doing it. So we go to Michigan and our top speed at Michigan is like 215. And uh, if you're by yourself, you definitely feel every bit of 215 getting into the corner. But with everybody else around you, when you're going that fast, it just doesn't feel that fast. But it's definitely a, a really neat feeling and vibe for sure to go that fast it's just uh something that you can't really do unless you're on a racetrack so that's uh that part is is cool to know that only us are going that fast so that that part is is really exciting
0: is there much of a gaming scene among other people on the circuit yeah um there's a there's a handful that i I game with some other drivers myself one
4: of my buddies daryl wallace jr who's uh races with me he's uh he's a big gamer Uh, So we we always, we always play. We have some really, really great FIFA battles. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we're, we're into that. And he's a, he's a really, really good battlefield player. Uh, Uh He can, he can really play that well. So there's a few of us and then people on my team, I I game with also just crew guys, but uh, yeah, there's, there's a
0: a lot of us, you know, you have to find some time to do something at the racetrack. So a lot of them uh, go game for sure. Mm-hmm. And is there any VR training for drivers? Like I'm wondering whether, you know, a, a VR NASCAR game will be able to simulate that speed. And I'm wondering whether there's some precedent for maybe training simulators being used by teams so that you can mimic the sensation without all the physical discomfort and danger.
4: Right. Yeah, I, I haven't really messed with VR. It's, I'll be honest with you, it catches me out. So I don't, uh-huh. I don't really mess with the, with the VR stuff. Uh, I know there are some games that you can use VR, uh to drive. Actually, so our manufacturer, so every manufacturer has a simulator. So Ford yeah. has a, a simulator in Concord, North Carolina that all drivers can go to. And it's really high tech. It's, it's pretty much like half a car and the interior of the car is all similar to what you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's uh, it's like, I think it's three or four projectors that are at a, like a 180 screen that, yeah. um, that is all around you. So that, that part is nice. That does kind of get you a little bit more of the sensation just because you're in the car uh, and their atmosphere is, is similar to what, you have when you're at the racetrack um, mm-hmm. and it's on a moving platform. So the, the bumps feel realistic. So that helps. The only bad thing about, well, I wouldn't say bad, but the only thing it's missing is like load, like G force, side force, all that stuff, that mm-hmm. sensation of getting into the corner and everything kind of compressing. Uh, that's really hard to simulate. So, They're getting better with that, but, you know, we do have some, some simulation stuff that is pretty realistic and they do a good job at it.
0: As far as gear, as far as planning optimal routes or trying to shave seconds off here and there, or looking at statistics to what degree has that infiltrated the the sport? Oh, it's been huge. Heck
4: within just the past 10 years, uh, it's grown so much technology in general has grown a ton in the past 10 years, but then NASCAR is, is becoming a huge tool for us to use, whether it's from designing race cars to engineering part, uh, mm-hmm. to making, you know, our aerodynamics better, making us go faster. So the technology side is as big as it's ever been. And it's just growing and growing in the sports. So we, we heavily rely on that stuff right now. You know, we can't adjust our car with the click of a button, but hopefully it doesn't go that way. I kind of like people working on the car, but. Um, it's been it's been a huge upgrade in our sport, and as as, as technology keeps advancing, our sport's going to keep advancing, and it uh, plays a huge role. It's been a lot to try to grasp and get to know, because uh, that side mm-hmm. is is a lot different on the tech side. But um, it's been huge, and it's, it's helped our teams out a lot with making things simpler, uh, but making our cars faster, which is very tough at the same time. So it's been a it's been a huge tool for us to use.
3: Why is FIFA so popular it's one of the things I've noticed it's it's so popular amongst athletes of any sport like American football basketball everybody plays FIFA Uh, what makes it like the go-to sport for athletes I'm with you I know
4: a lot of athletes or you know people in general play FIFA, but a lot of athletes outside of the sport play it I think because it's it's a simple game but it's challenging enough to where you have to you know really set it up you know like like Madden is really tough because you have to know defenses and offenses and, and you you have to know all that stuff and uh, that makes it tough to play, and I think FIFA is just a a really easy thing to to get a hold of, uh, and it's a lot of fun at the same time. But there is a lot of skill in it, so yeah, I noticed a lot of people, uh, a lot of athletes like that stuff. I like like FIFA, but um, I think it's just a great game.
3: What's your What was your favorite uh, video game of the last year? That's a tough one. I, I played a
4: lot of a lot of great games. Uh, Mafia Are you mostly III, a, a single player a game? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll multiplayer it up a little bit, but yeah, Mafia three was probably a, a really was probably my top one. I played that hard for a while. I know I was really late to the party, but Skyrim, Elder Scrolls, I really remastered. got into that hard. Yeah, yeah The uh-huh. remastered version was awesome. What
3: what, what kind of uh, what kind of character did you build? I can't remember what my origin
4: was. Know.
3: there's a way too many characters in that. I think I was like a some kind of wizard, but an elf.
4: <laughs> oh, you're an elf. Yeah. yeah. I, I would focus more on the magic side of it.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's the way. You, I feel that that's the way you got to go. Like anybody yeah, like in mean, real life, I can swing an ax. You know what I mean? Like I want to, yeah, I want to, yeah. I want to cast spells on people. Exactly.
4: Exactly. You want to do stuff that you can't do in real life. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I've got go to go the magic realm. So that's nice.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, people can find you on Twitter at your last name Blaney. They can find out more about you at Ryan You also have a new podcast. So where can people find that?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we just started a podcast a few weeks ago, right after our Daytona race, it's called the last case of emotion podcast. Uh, it was named after my, one of my favorite movies, Anchorman. Yeah. It was great. So it, it's a lot of fun. It's, there's a lot of dirty talk and a lot of explicit language in it. But, uh, so be warned about that, but it's great. We talk about all stuff from, you know, the racing side to lifestyle, to video games to whatever. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited for the NASCAR that podcast and it's, it's right on the NASCAR site. So if you go on there and check it out, it'd be, uh, it'd be pretty neat. I'm, I'm excited. they haven't kicked us off the air yet. But uh, we're getting there. We're, get, we're getting there.
0: So, <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Ryan. Really appreciate you coming on. Thanks so
4: much. Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Okay. That's it for today. One thing we want to start doing at the tail end of these episodes is answering some questions from you. Just a quick question or two. Of course, Jason and I are always happy to answer questions on Twitter, but some of you have sent us really interesting ones, so we don't want to waste them. So if you have questions that you'd like to see answered briefly at the end of episodes, tweet them to the podcast's Twitter account at AchievementPod. We'll sift through them and pick out a couple to answer at the end of each week. So have a nice weekend. We will talk to you soon.